Hey gorgeous, welcome to the Evolving Perfectly podcast. My name is Desiree Degree and I'll be your host. Here, we discuss all things empowerment and evolution, such as mindset shifts, releasing perfectionism, creating ease, letting go of uncertainty, and how to continue taking action with unshakable belief within yourself. Today, we're going to discuss career transitions. Let's get started. Hello, ladies. I hope all of you are doing well. I am sitting in my bedroom right now in this little nook in my bedroom, and um, I'm really finding ease with creating these podcast episodes. I'm really, really enjoying the process, not only because I love talking, but I feel that I'm creating value, and I appreciate all of your beautiful feedback and um it's really it it truly is keeping me going so i appreciate it i appreciate you and i really hope you're gaining some serious insights and impact with these episodes also share them share them with people you think would benefit from them it really means a lot in your own journey of evolution to create community and that's exactly what i'm doing here um the intention of this podcast is to speak to the community of women that I am intending to create, a community of like-minded women who just want to make a better life for themselves. And what better way to discuss that with um, transitioning in careers? So while, of course, I'm no expert in transitioning or careers, I do have quite a bit of experience in moving jobs, whether that be for moving out of uh, moving to different states or simply just choosing that this job no longer serves me and I'm ready to move on and do something else. So as a mentor, though, (laughs) the first thing I'm going to bring to your attention and your awareness is Before you decide that a job or a career no longer serves you, it is important for you to identify why that is. And I don't want you to just think, oh, because these people get on my nerves, because people are needy. And those are both reasons, of course, that if you wanted to leave your job, if it bothers you, you know, that immensely, of course, I want you to, to do what's best for you. But I also want to ask you this one question because if this is an issue and a blind spot for you, then this issue will follow you no matter where you go. And the question I'd like to ask you is, what is your morning routine? Some of you I know just rolled your eyes. And if I were you a few years ago, I too would roll my eyes, (laughs) but hear me out. Okay. If you are doing absolutely nothing for yourself in the morning, then absolutely everything will feel draining, especially people at work. So I had this routine where I would get out of bed and I would roll out of bed. I wouldn't have my clothes picked out the night before. I had this, this vicious cycle. And I would wake up at whatever time I wanted to, um, with or without my alarm set, okay? Because the alarm 
going off absolutely doesn't mean anything to me because I don't like this job. <laughs> and I'm rolling out of bed. I get myself like 15 minutes tops to get ready and get out of the door, right? I don't like my hair. I don't like my outfit. I'm wearing whatever could fit. I'm wearing whatever's clean. Um, I put no thought into my outfit. I'm certainly not putting on any makeup. And I've never really been big on makeup anyway. But, you know, at this point, I, I could just make myself, make myself feel somewhat presentable. Um, if not with makeup, you know, skincare or something. Just doing something. Doing the bare minimum. And I wouldn't even do that. Um, no lunch prepared. No nothing. And I would roll out of bed and hurry up, get ready, 15 minutes, be in my car, irritated, like, I, maybe I need to get gas, maybe I'm running late, there's traffic, and I, I didn't give myself enough time to get to work, um, someone comments on that when I first get in, and I take my lunch hour, spending money that I keep seeing that I I'm going to start saving, but I'm going to eat out because I can't wait to get out of this place and I need a moment and I have cake or whatever sweet stuff after lunch because I'm kind of numbing, right? I'm numbing this like irritation I have for this place, this disdain almost that I have for this place. And I finish my day, I'm on my way home and I'm feeling drained because I've been here all day. Like why do I spend so much time here? And yeah, I get home and once again, no routine, just eat dinner with my wife and get ready for bed. And I do the whole thing all over again. So here's the problem. Well, I listed a lot of problems, right? Because a lot of us have a goal of wanting to eat healthier and save money and um, be more presentable, um, whatever that means. Um, when I think of being presentable for myself, that just means at least the bare minimum, right? Whatever your bare minimum is, is on you. For me, it's skincare. It's not even makeup. It's just, if my hair is in a put together bun and I have my skincare done, um, I don't have to be wearing makeup or have my hair freshly done um, at all to feel put together. So that's for me. Yours is whatever yours is. And so I wasn't taking care of myself, right? So because of the fact that I wasn't taking care of myself and taking, especially in the morning, no time to myself in the morning. Everybody's taking from me all day long. Every person that I encounter, especially the people who I work with, are taking from me. They feel so much more draining. But the moment you start to reevaluate your morning and taking control of yourself in the mornings, you realize that people are, you fill your cup. And when I say fill it, I mean, make it overflow in the morning. You do whatever you like in the morning. And as I said, I do not have children. And so I fully recognize that mothers, your routines are limited. Your, your morning routines are limited. And I fully respect that. So if for you, um, creating a more structured and more intensive night routine after your children have gone to bed, then I think that could also serve you a lot more. 
to put your clothes out, get your lunch together. If you've been doing that and you're finding that that also is not working for you, then doing something else that fills your cup. Doing those things that make you happy. And then bringing that happiness into the rest of your day. And when you do that long enough, you realize that you're going to realize one of two things. One, that maybe you've just been malnourishing your relationship with yourself. Maybe you have not been taking the proper time to care for yourself. And people aren't actually as annoying as they seem. It's just that you were just being taken away from every day. You're already depleted. You wake up depleted because you're rushing and you're not taking time for yourself and you're not prioritizing yourself. And so you feel like no one else cares about you, that everyone is just here to piss you off all day. Or you realize that when you start doing this, you may realize that actually this position is just no, no longer for you. But that's my first recommendation. Um, only if you have not been doing anything for yourself in the morning. Or if you um, have a different situation or a different role that prevents you from getting up super early in the morning um, than at night. But if you are filling your cup up and you're still coming to work, you're, you're feeling underpaid, under, undervalued, um, disrespected, disempowered, then let's continue. So personally, I believe that leaving is a leap of faith and you should do a little bit of research so that you know your worth. What used to work for you may not work for you anymore. And so when you're going to get ready to leave your job or your career, I want you to consider a few things. What do you really, really want? See, this idea that you're about to go somewhere else and just accept what they give you is when you fail, is when you allow yourself to not get what you deserve. I mean, you're leaving because you want something better, but I don't want you to settle for just good or a little bit better. I want you to determine with research what do you want your schedule to look like? What are your non-negotiables? What kind of hours do you want? What type of schedule do you want? Do you want 100% remote? Do you want hybrid? What do you want? Do some research on pay as well. I, um, as a lot of you know, I worked for a company for about six and a half years. And it was a great company. Um, unfortunately, some things happened where I felt very uncomfortable working there any further. And I won't go into specific detail, but when I brought it to other people's attention, I wasn't, I don't feel I was taken seriously. And for me, that was extremely disempowering. Disempowerment is a non-negotiable for me. If I say I'm uncomfortable with something or I don't like something and I don't feel like that situation is handled with the complete respect that I feel I deserve to continue um, working to my fullest ability, um, 
in which I know my work will suffer and my ability to continue to respect and show up professionally will suffer, I'm not going to tarnish my name for this company. So I decided to leave. And I um, I took a little bit of time off. I took a few weeks, uh, almost like a month off. And um, I, you know, searched for jobs. And I was, initially my nervous system was going insane. Because I'm like, I so if, I'm sorry, I didn't say this originally. Um, I quit. I gave a three-week notice. And I finished out all my projects to the best of my ability because once again, I've built a reputation here and I don't want my reputation tarnished for this disempowering situation. So I have to do, as I said in, in the other episode of walking your talk, I'm preaching to you empowerment. I'm telling you, do not let situations disempower you. So I'm going to walk in my own integrity and I'm just going to, you know, distance myself from the situation and I'm going to leave. So, um, yeah, my nervous system was also going crazy. I'm not going to say this is going to be a situation to where, you know, for you, if, if you decide to leave, that um, will be all smooth sailing. But this is where your soul trust has to kick in. You have to know your worth. You have to know what you will not settle for and stick to that. So I came home and I wrote on a piece of paper what was required for me to work at another company. And um, I was very specific, like how many hours I wanted to work per week, um, how many hybrid days I was expecting my pay, I wanted to increase by $10,000 minimum. And I I listed out what kind of relationship I wanted to have with people. And, um, you know, what, what, what values I wanted that company to have. And you don't have to get this specific. Um, but I did. And, yeah, I wrote all that down on a piece of paper. And... I began to interview. It didn't take me long to interview at all. I immediately started getting to get interviews and start interviewing with companies. And this is the thing. You have to look at an interview as a two-way street. This disempowering feeling of will they like me has to go. Okay? Do you like them? Do you like this company? Use the interview just as they're testing you or, you know, putting you through all these tests and and asking you all these deep questions. Go in with the same thing. Think about all the things you did not like about your current position and ask them those questions. Um, a really great interview tip that I find has, has always worked for me is one thing at the end of each interview of course have some questions like written out that you want to ask the company at the end of each interview of course make sure you get the cards of the people interviewing you if you don't already have their email address and send them a thank you email within 24 hours of your 
of your interview, but at the end of the interview, always ask this question. What kind of skills or qualities would the person filling this role need to excel in this position? I promise you, people will look at you like they want to marry you. Like, you know, whether or not you liked the interview, ask that question just so you can get familiar with asking that question. Um, I guarantee you they will call you back. Now, once again, use this interview process both ways, okay? Recognize the red flags. Do not ignore them. If you do, people will pick up on your happiness and your willingness to accept this role and they will take advantage of you. So red flags matter. <laughs> um, pay attention to them. Pay attention to what could potentially not be right for you. When I, when I tell you accepting this offer from this other company and getting everything I wrote down and now that I'm actually in the role, it's insane. It's like, wow, like I never thought, well, like I got everything I asked for. And the reason is because I'm lucky. It's because I would not settle for anything less. And now I'm going to go ahead and specify as well. You might not get absolutely everything on that list. The important part is to write out the nice-to-haves and the must-haves. As long as you get everything on your must-have, that's what's important. The nice-to-have, eh, you know, you can, you can go, you can determine for yourself which of those is required versus just nice-to-have. So, yeah, you just have to accept that this new organization would be lucky to have you. That you are the prize and really, really hold out until you get the one you really want. Now, if this is if you've, you know, you're waiting for a new position and you're, you're interviewing at your current position. N not that if, you, if you've left already, um, if you decide to just put in a notice and you've really planned that out and mapped that out for you financially and you decide, you know what, I'm just going to leave because that's what is best for me and my nervous system and my... So this is an opportunity if you're going to take a transition in your career to truly know your worth and really prove to yourself that you believe you are worthy because this is so important. You can't just go around telling people you are worthy just to feel worthiness. Worthiness is something that requires you to walk your dog. You can't trick your mind into thinking you love yourself. Or that you think you're worthy. You have to prove it through your actions. So be picky. Know your worth. Research is so important. Knowing what this organization has to offer. Look at Glassdoor. Look at their reviews. Look at, you know, any other um, organization that helps you see anything into this company. Ask around um, people that you feel like have um, positive and insightful opinions and really trust the process for yourself. Trust that you have enough life experience and that you are evolved enough to make decisions 
that work best for you. Truly just know that you're capable of making the best decision for you. But first, of course, look into your morning routine and your evening routine. Make sure you fill your cup first and make sure that you are not reacting to your own malnourishment of yourself and believing that everybody else is out to get you. Everyone is out to annoy you or frustrate you. Fill up your cup and make sure that the situations that you're perceiving are actually there. And if they are, do your research. Just the process. Be patient. Because you're worth it. You're worth of getting you're worth getting exactly everything you want. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation with me today. If you have not already, please leave me a review and rate this episode. Also, if you are not following me on Instagram, I will link my handle to my product-based business, The Perfectionist, as well as my personal handle to my personal page and my mentoring business. I'm so grateful to have you. I'm really enjoying our conversations and I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Keep evolving, babe.